Hey, welcome to the club. Before we begin, I'd like to introduce our podcast and explain what we do. We will go over mysterious and unsolved cases, a bit of the paranormal, and of course, conspiracies. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and any other podcast provider. Also, a new episode of The Cloak comes out every Monday. So don't forget to join the conversation on Facebook forward slash The Cloaked Podcast and catch us on Twitter at The Cloaked underscore. And don't forget to like and rate us. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share with your friends. And now on with the show. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, two. That's fine. That'll work. That'll work. People made fun of him because his right eye was higher than his left. Uh, he also had a. He also. Like me, you're not symmetrical. I mean, he had a unibrow. He had a unibrow thing going on, right, Ted Bundy? Did he do something about that? Because he doesn't look like he has a unibrow. I think uh, he got it fixed in prison. He got yeah, because so after but before because before that, if you see like the interviews he's doing when he got like um, he got in trouble for the campaign thing he did. He was spying on the the Democrats. Uh, he was being interviewed. Sounds familiar. He, 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 was, <laughs> he, was being, he was being interviewed, and he's like, this is embarrassing because this means nothing. I'm just, I, I was just showing up and hearing what they had to say and kind of reporting back. You know, it's really not, not big of a deal, blah, blah, blah. So he was, like, showing up to these, like, like public... Uh, you know, talks that they were having, these uh, Democrats, and kind of reporting back to the Republicans. It's like, well, this is kind of like, it's something that's really out there, and and uh, it's not, it's, it shouldn't be that big of a deal, kind of a thing. Um, so that that's kind of, but like you see, if you see in the interview, he has like a unibrow. Yeah, I can see it. You know what I mean? I thought it was just a shadow. No, no, no. I thought so, too. I thought it was like a, it's like a weird shadow. Like, his eyebrows are doing, like, a weird thing. But, I mean, like, but, he has, like, a defined brow. Yeah, he has a very defined brow. Uh, yeah. And so, when he, like, makes a kind of a facial expression, so it, it, like, does, like, a weird thing where it's just, like, crinkles, you know? Like, yeah. like, a weird, you know? But he also has, like, a unibrow thing going on, you know? It looks like a V, you know? Like a little dive. But, uh, that, uh... Ted Bundy, very interesting guy. You know, a lot of people say he's like handsome. I don't know. You know, I don't see it. I don't see it. That's where that's where I'm starting off. He's supposedly he's uh, handsome. I don't see it. Um, charismatic. That's like one thing that's being thrown around, especially with this like Netflix docu series. But I mean, and then the movie. I mean, we'll eventually get to this, but right. he represented himself because he thought he was a lawyer. A lot. So it was like, um, you know, one of those things where he 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 talked himself up, right? Um, but not not a whole lot is known from his childhood. Um, he didn't know his father. Uh, his mother said that his grandmother was his mother and that she was the sister, uh, which is weird. But I mean, it's not. I think we've heard it with another serial killer that was something like that. There's a possibility of like. Incest, I think. Oh, really? Yeah, there's yeah. some people who theorize that, like, because supposedly his mom had like a child out of wedlock, right? Right. And that was just kind of like why they did the whole let's pretend it's her sister or it's yeah. her sister, not his actual mother. Right. But there's some people who thought maybe it was uh, his mother's father who actually who fathered f- him. Yeah, because like I I uh, I listened to 
um, like several several things are talked about him, but you know one thing is that his grandfather would beat the grandmother in front of him, yeah. and so he got to see all that when he was young. But like he paints, he in the interviews he paints his life a certain way where he says oh I was just one of the boys you know I went to so, camp and I played and, very late leave it to you, beaver yeah like and he he picked, he depicts himself like as you know one of the neighborhood kid you know I went around and I played with all the other kids and I did this and I did that blah 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 but then like somebody else is being interviewed there are one of the other she's like a, a girl that was in the neighborhood and she like says well no he was Bad at everything, and he was, he was trying to be one of the average. He was like he was like below average of anything. Where he sucked at shooting, he wasn't very good playing Mediocre. with the other. He, he didn't get well. He didn't get along very well with the other boys. Like he tried real hard to make friends, but he says it himself, like during the interviews, that he had he had trouble uh, making friends and didn't understand. The point of making friends, like he just or like what makes him what, want to be friends. Yes, what makes friends become friends, kind of thing. I was like, man, that's that's crazy to like have like to have that thought set of, well, you know, I'm gonna be alone. Yeah, yeah, I'd rather like, be alone. Yeah, like, and, and I understand, but like, uh, he just didn't on uh, like he wasn't really able to make friends. He, it's almost like he had to fake friendship. Mm-hmm. Like you know what I mean? He, had he wasn't to able fake... to like truly make that connection. Yes, yeah. exactly. He wasn't be, he wasn't able to make that Yes, he can really fake it really <laughs> well, and that's kind of one one of those things where um, a lot of for a lot of serial killers, it's kind of like one of those things where you fake this character to fit and plates to fit in exactly yeah. um, because you're out of place because you're not normal and you. You basically don't fit very well with the other people, the other people around you. So you fake in your interests to mimic and reflect those around you, so they can accept you. So you, they can, you can be like one of them. And, and I think we'll see examples of this later on. Yeah, because he sort of mastered the art of being like a chameleon. A chameleon too, and well, I mean, what also helped him is like him speaking. Again, it goes back to him talking himself up in a way that misrepresented himself a lot. But he <laughs> he starts to notice like the people around him, and he starts again to reflect and mimic the people that who they are and what they wanted to be. Um, and call it we'll, we'll skip ahead and we'll talk about it. He's, when he's in college, he makes uh, friends with this one guy, and uh, you know at some point, like towards the end. He's trying to, like, I'm going to go be a lawyer. And he's like, I, too, want to go be a lawyer. He copies his exact car, too. Yeah. <laughs> he copies. <laughs> yes, that was, a, that was a weird thing, right? He copies the Volkswagen Bug. It, it was even a, down it, to the color. Yeah, but it was a popular car back then. Well, well yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but the fact that it's the exact same color. Yeah. The exact mm. same model. model. <laughs> Color, model, everything. He just want to be like him. He wants to be, be him. him. Yes. Yeah. He, and he even says, he even copied the fact that, you know, oh, he, the, guy, the guy that is, is being interviewed that was friends with Ted, um, he goes and says, oh, you know, I, I really, one of my favorite hobbies was cooking. And Ted goes talking about, I, I can like cook, cook too. <laughs> 
But like one of the things is that he also uh, liked this guy's wife. He's like, oh yeah, you know, she's a cook, and it's almost like Ted wanted to have this guy's life, right? Yeah. Um, it, like, how do I, I don't know how to get to that? Yeah, because he he even mentions in, in in the interview he was like, oh, his he was she was this very classy lady, and so he goes on and he tries to date, right? He he goes on these like dates or whatever, and there's one particular girl that I, I think is essential not just to the docu series but essential to who to that pivotal point that pivotal point where yeah exactly where he dates his girl Diane mm-hmm. and it, things are going well ish right it seems like and is it Diane uh, yes yeah, I believe Stephanie? it's uh, it was, oh, she was wealthy Diane was wealthy her well, family she, was her, yeah her family was wealthy she had a car. They drove around, you know. Mm-hmm. They did the typical, like, dating stuff. He was following the trope, fake it till you make it. Fake, yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like exactly what team. I was getting. He's like, fake it till you make it. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And so he wanted to, she was, it almost seemed like, oh, she was fond of, like, this politician thing. So he wanted the clean cut. So he was clean cut, right? Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people say uh, in high school he was a charming guy, very handsome. Again, they, it goes back to that. And... And people didn't understand why he didn't have, even then, he really, in high school, he didn't date, right? Or at least no one could link him to anyone that he was dating. Mm-hmm. So people were like, well, I don't know if he was into girls. You know, that kind of question kind of pops up. Um, but, then, you know, also kind of describing as very awkward and shy, you know, not very, like, outgoing kind of a personal kind of a thing. And so... And so you go back and you skip to, you know, him dating Diane. They, he goes off to, um, what, study somewhere else, a different university? Well, he got accepted to a, um, a law school. Right. But it wasn't the best law school. It wasn't the best. It was like some, like, Me, like some, like... And like, he's trying to be the best lawyer yes. ever. And so, so it, it equals to, like, an online kind of a thing. University of Phoenix. Kind of a thing. Shout out, <laughs> <laughs> You know like, what freaks me out the most, though? Uh, is in 1971, he worked at a suicide hotline. Yes. Okay. How yeah. ironic. <laughs> That's weird, right? No, but at the same time, he's also what is he doing? Like a manuscript, a book of like how to tell women not to get raped. <laughs> like what? But I thought he would have good what? advice on that. Well, yes, because he he wrote the handbook. Don't um, go that, in dark alleys. Don't go to dark alleys. You might get raped. Um. So it's like he he puts this book together. And while he's at this suicide hotline, and uh, it's very, it's very weird. I wonder if he like convinced anybody to off himself. Just do it. Yeah, okay, just do, do it. Um, so it's, <laughs> you yeah, don't, it's, you don't have the balls to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, for somebody like fascinated with killing, like, wouldn't that kind of almost be a perfect job? Yes. Because which, you know how people go into like medical fields and end up killing too. Killing and uh, around like, that. Uh, the dark angel kind of a thing, right? Yeah. yeah I, I, what is it called? Just being around like morbid kind of shit. Yeah. But like, it goes back to the same theory that other people have is that he started killing like when he was in middle school. You know what I mean? Like but there's much a, earlier there's that thought think. that it actually started way earlier and he never talks about it. Because we know it was like age 27 and on. Well, for here's sure, the thing. Uh, but that, like, that, that's before. But there, uh, uh, a neighborhood kid, an eight-year-old goes missing mm-hmm. when he's like about 14, 15 years old. But it doesn't mean that he was not involved. That, exactly, right. yeah. 
that's like we only know we only know of, like, so much on, right but, i mean that's and there was the there was also a rumor like when he was in high school that he like tried to molest somebody like a, another like a teen or another someone younger than him so there's also that so i mean again it goes back to you know all, all we have right now is this people who at that time lived around him who may have heard something or know something right so we only have that to kind of like uh fall back on and so we really don't we really don't get like a whole lot of information on that so you know unfortunately we have to rely what we know about the university time frame so he moves and diane stops not writing they were writing back and forth and that kind of like dwindles off right pandora you got something why do you keep saying diane who's diane isn't wasn't it Diane? I'm seeing. Isn't it Stephanie Brooks, the one that they he was involved with? Well, in the doc series, they mentioned Diane. I don't know. It could be that she had like a pseudonym. Maybe. But I'm I'm looking at Elizabeth Calfer. Uh, this is a 1969. He was engaged to one chick briefly, and then they broke off the marriage, and that's basically what triggered. That's what they think kind of like really set him off. Yeah. Maybe. Because he, he was killing people that looked like her. Yeah. Hold like on. The long let me, hair let me the... find yeah. this. Diane Edwards is the name of this uh, this girl uh, that the doc series they mentioned that this was the this was the girl that he was seeing at the time. Uh, let's see here. Diane Edwards. Could be a pseudonym. Maybe. Diane Edwards may they... have been in Ted Bundy's life for a couple of years, but had said in the conversations with the killer for Ted Bundy tapes, the relationship had lasting impact on, Bund- on Bundy and for Buddy and serial killer. Um, they think that she was the influence in the type of woman hunted and the rage he followed towards them. So they're thinking that Diane, and, th- and this is what, what I was kind of get, getting towards, is that Diane, again, referred under the pseudonym of Stephanie Brooks yes, in the book. Yeah, so it's one of the so, same. So, yeah, it's one of the same. So this this is why I was throwing Diane, because that's who they, again, they use. I mean, that is her that. actual name, because I, I see her, like, yearbook picture. Yeah. Has that. So it's, it's not Stephanie's Diane, or is it Diane? I think it's, it's, it's Diane, Stephanie. Marjorie, Jean Edwards put the book out there a lot. Is Stephanie, is Stephanie Brooks. Right. Yeah, so it's the same. But person. yeah, so it's the same person. So um, I think that Diane was like the portrait person that he was trying to get to, because even he says that it's almost like he was trying to give revenge back at her because she went on and left him. Um, and during this long distance relationship, they really technically didn't break up, right? And so he was in he was in that thought process that they were still together and but she wasn't writing back. So um, you know, it goes back to that idea that he wanted revenge and he says he wanted revenge. So after that, he talks about, well, in the summer, I don't know what happened. I lost myself. And then he kind of just leaves it blank. I'm like, you fucking kill people. You want a killing you spree. You want a killing spree because of this this unfortunate relationship you had. And you fucking couldn't move on. Well, I mean, he couldn't. He didn't have, like, the emotional maturity that... He had yeah. none of the experience that he didn't know how to deal with, like, yeah. breaking up. He hey. didn't know how to handle that shit. It was his first actual relationship yes, at yeah. the age of 27. Which is, uh, apparently, you could become a... <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, that, that sort of uh, like marks the forty-year-old version in a different. Right. In a yes, different. that's <laughs> it. When you're a forty-year-old version, turns a darn way. You know, it's one of those things. I like, can see that becoming a horror movie. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, speaking of horror movie, you know, Ted Bundy now uh, leading role for that is Zac Efron. That's that movie coming out. Like, I don't know when, but it's it's soon. I saw some of the clips. He. Uh, I'm not a big Zac Efron fan, but he marks really well on the Ted Bundy. But they make it look like a romantic comedy. I, it's like a rom-com sort I, of thing. I, like, pretty Maybe he's trying to transition type of roles. You know, he's trying to get out of the typecast. I'm doing a rom-com now. Now I'm um, serial killer. So, like, you know, uh, yeah, definitely. So, like, it, it goes back to that. And so he goes on this, like, murder spree, right? And uh, the, they talk about the first girl that, this again, it goes back to Seattle, right? And they, uh, I guess he follows this girl. Is that, is that how it happens? And the, uh, they think she's outside of the apartment um, in an alley. But I may, I may confuse it with the second murder. I think the first one where is he goes into the room. He may have killed her in the room because they find blood in the bed. But, like, the... The bed and everything was the the room was really clean, the bed was well made, and they didn't think anything of it until the next day. And I think uh, you know they were like, okay, you know, her roommates were like, well, she's gone missing, something's up, and so you know they're like, okay, what's happening? And so they kind of report her missing. They check the bed, and bam, there's blood, you know, there like in the headrest uh, area. And so, you know, it kind of takes um, from there because they knew that, you know, it, this girl wouldn't have just, she was a responsible adult and she wouldn't just like not just disappear like that. And so her, she had a part-time job that she didn't show up to. Yes. She was of, like a weather girl on the radio or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, and the other thing that, and, and, and even back then, which even now women should tell her friends where they're going to be. It's like a thing, right? The women go on a date. They tell her friends that they're going on a date with this person. I'm going to call you around 8 o'clock. If I don't answer, answer something's wrong. Up. Yeah. They text each other, which is, they, this is a good, it's a good thing. They should be on constant communication um, with each other because you don't know who the fuck you're dating. Can I do that? Um, no. 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 <laughs> Guys don't do that. No. There's a Canadian serial time. killer that took advantage of that. But we won't talk about that right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> but like, I mean, the women communicate with each other. Uh, you see that even back then that that's you know that was a thing that women communicated. Hey, I'm gonna do this. Hey, I'm gonna go do that. Especially if you're, you know, you're independent. You're, you know, you're going on a date with this some stranger. You know, and you don't know this person fully. You know, obviously you're going on a blind date, or well, you know, she lived off campus because she was uh, going to the university at that time. Right. With uh, five other uh, females, right. so and the, all these girls knew something was up. Something was up. Yeah, something right. was up. I think he said five females. Five women. Five women. <laughs> <laughs> five girls. I don't five know. Five working girls. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. So you know you have this thing, and so which is a good again. It's a good way to kind of like, hey, look, um, I'm gonna be this. So people are informed. So these two girls go missing, kind of back to back. And all of a sudden, there's more girls missing, right? And within the Washington area. Yeah, but it, there's there's a, a couple months between each one. Yes. But they were noticing that it was happening, like on a Saturday night. Yeah. They were uh, finding a pattern to the disappearances. Yeah. 
but there weren't it, some of the sheriffs were making like a weird like connection right they, they kind of mentioned that in the tapes where people were thinking it was like an occult yeah thing, like some kind of ritual sacrifice of some sort because a, a satanic panic of course is going on uh, there's other serial killers that are active at the same time right John Wayne Gacy, Dennis Rader, son of uh, David uh, Browalski, the, the son of Sam. Yeah. Um, Joseph James the the Angelo, which is uh, Boston Strangler. The Boston, yeah. Yeah. So all these are going on within the same year. So that the, that decade, that the seventies decade was like rough because you had all these killers. But what what stands Ted. From all of them, it was he was this kid who was clean cut, was going to school, very well spoken, you know, kind of. You didn't think that he didn't seem like a weirdo. He just seemed like an awkward dude growing up. You know what I mean? I think he's like the picture of a psychopath. Like because with people who are psychopaths, they can be very like charismatic mm-hmm. and manipulative to where you're like there's a it, great it, guy. It, can't, it can't be him yeah oh, like he's I, so cool but you know? i mean like, back then the term serial killer wasn't a thing so you have the rise of the serial killers you know you have all these people who eventually become infamous um for doing all their heinous acts i blame this on gas i on let it gas. Let it gas for the the rise of let it gas. Or <laughs> only because uh, after the the eighties we see a huge drop off in serial killers, not only because of technology but also because we switched from let it gas to unleaded gas. Maybe I also potentially Roe versus Wade. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Yeah. The actually like because that was 1973. So before that, there was a lot of unwanted kids. Growing up and kind of becoming criminals. Mm-hmm. Right. But mom didn't it, love it's me. It's actually like, it's been studied that like after Roe versus Wade, a lot of those unwanted kids just weren't born as effective yeah. as that sounds. And so, <laughs> so like, they grew up a little bit more well adjusted the ones that, you know, did come to. And there's still a lot of fucked up people. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 oh definitely, yeah. Definitely. But crime actually went down like yeah. after that. But crime didn't go down in Washington. There were six people that ended up going missing. Right, and so people were in fear. Like, okay, people just don't go fucking missing. Here's the other thing. Here's the kicker: Where's the bodies? Where the fuck are the bodies? I mean, we later find out where the bodies are, but at this time, uh-huh. people were like, "Where the fuck are the bodies?" And so people were, you know, going just being, uh, I've been vanished, right? And so some of the uh, people who disappeared happened to be at a beach, right? And then so we have people. Saying, well, I saw the girl. She was walking towards the restroom. She was talking to some guy. With a cast? He had, he had a, a sling on. And he That's needed like help. That's like next level advanced. Oh, yes. Killer, this is like. next level advanced, right? So yeah. this motherfucker had a sling on, pretending he was weak. Girl goes, okay, I can help you. This motherfucker's not going to do anything. He has a fucking sling on, right? And so, you know, it's a trap, bitch. You know, it, 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 <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> it's a trap. Goddamn, dude. <laughs> Well, I mean, no one saw this coming. I wouldn't have seen this coming. You know what I mean? You like, would fall for that. I would fall for that. Help no, this motherfucker needs help. I gotta go help him. Um, so, you help all the random hobos. I, I, I do help all the random hobos. And so, you know, it's very unfortunate. You know, 
you, you see a person who looks like he need, they need help. Yeah, trying to be a good Samaritan. <laughs> you, unfortunately, you have good people. And so, you know, um, on one of them, people are around and they're hearing this girl talking to this guy. And the girl's like, hey, I'm, I'm so-and-so. And the guy goes, I'm dead. You know? <laughs> they, you know, they hear him. He said his name was Ted. And so they all describe him. They describe his fucking car, right? Which is a beetle. Which is a beetle. They were Did like, it's like a brown. also have a beetle? Uh, the, the, yes. Right? They described it it's as a... It's a very popular car. It's what? A very, very popular car. Very cheap. Back in the day. Yes. That's that's the popularity of the car. He, this is, but this is the other thing that um, I also... During the docu series that I was looking at and wondering is I wonder if he picked a car not only because he liked the car but also because it was a very popular car back then but there was that many cars common. on the road. It was so common that people wouldn't have thought that you know, oh, it's that car. But the, the thing is, he didn't pick a common color. <laughs> that yeah. that was the other thing because people were like, oh, it's it was shit like brown, a, it was like, <laughs> like a tan brown shit color, right? <laughs> like it was a weird color. So we have all this evidence, right? This guy, this, this, and that, and they're like, okay, you know, and they kind of already had him on radar by this point, right? They kind of had. They were trying to narrow down the car well they were doing everything manually so they're like okay we have somebody that's named ted right that owns a beetle right but is ted really his name, name? so they're like okay well how many 10 beetles do we have in the state of washington they're owned by a ted and they narrowed it down to like 120 120 i mean it's better than like infinite possibilities but oh, still a lot of yeah but still you get going to door to door type of thing and keeping an eye but on it, i mean you have to interview all these people yes what are you doing yeah. Checking them out or whatever. Here's the other thing that we didn't mention is that Ted worked at at some point while he was working, uh, while he was trying to do his lawyer thing, and while he was in that political party where the Republicans, he's a Republican, so um, he temporarily worked at a criminal thing where they did statistics. Statistics? Right? Statistics. And so he kind of went to the police stations and got a hand on how they worked on so criminal was, cases. He had mastered how to leave minimal evidence. Right. For that time, because DNA wasn't yeah. know, what it is now as far as but, I mean, investigations. Bite marks and bruises. But I mean, he would also, uh, later on, he would say that he would leave evidence that wasn't linked to him to throw, to, to throw them off. Like planting, planting even. Planting, yeah. yes. Uh, so he figured that he shouldn't kill the same manner. Like I guess that I, was an idea that he had. It's like, oh, I shouldn't be kidding the same manner because they're... It's harder to link everything. Because they're looking and how people are being killed. If uh, they're being killed by the same person, same tact. Yeah, because he was bludgeoning, struggling. Yes. Like, so that's something that he learned while he was there. Well, it comes down to like what he's, what he's trying to do eventually, right? So he... This all stemmed from killing his ex-girlfriend, right? Right. So he was trying to think of the most satisfying way to kill her. But it wasn't satisfying. He, that's right. why he kept changing it. Mm-hmm. So he went from raping to decapitating to strangling. strangling. And, I mean, bludgeoning. The, at some point, right? What? Necrophilia. Yeah, well, I mean, he kept going back to the same body for like four days in but a row. That's not a way of killing. That's just that's just, <laughs> After the fact activities. Doing, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know, like even more damage. So what uh, what are the two types of uh, killers, right? 
it's an outcome and process. Mm-hmm. To him, it, this was a process. It, it's like he was uh, doing his own therapy. He, and, and that's the other thing is that he graduated as a a psychologist or like a minor. To yeah, psychology. A, a psychology. Yeah. yeah. And that was like that was his thing. It's like, do you think he knew he was like fucked up? Like, oh <laughs> yeah, and then he, I, I'm pretty sure he evaluated himself several times. I think, like, I yeah. think they tell you not to do that though. Huh? I think they tell you not to they do that. They tell you not to do that. Not yes. to evaluate someone else because then you're always gonna be like evaluating yourself constantly, 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 constantly. It yeah. becomes like this like vicious cycle. Um, you might even go crazy. Maybe that's what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I think he just snapped. <laughs> yeah. Too much, and he snapped. So what does he end up doing, right, after um, Seattle? He moves to Utah, mm-hmm. right, where it's wholesome, and at least that's what he described it, right? Um, like scenery. Yeah. Getting too hot in the kitchen. Scenery. Yes. He, he was getting mm-hmm. too close. So he, he, he bells on the city, takes off from Seattle, goes down to Utah, and uh, he starts to get in Utah. <laughs> and uh, obviously... Starts again, right? Who can see that coming? Um, so he starts again. And He's at the University of Utah Law School. Yes. In Salt Lake City. And so and, and so in Utah, he he does the same thing that he was doing before. Right? And let's see. his And so his first... Was his first clean in... October 18th of a 17-year-old, Melissa Ann Smith. The daughter of a police chief. Oh, that's right. Yeah. So that's his first try, and he like opened up the floodgates. Like all wrong type of victory. Um, but I mean, obviously, you know, not ideal. Yeah, she disappeared from a pizza parlor. Her nude body was found in the nearby mountainous area nine days later. Yeah. Because Pe- they sent pepperoni. us. What's the pizza parlor? It's called pepperoni. <laughs> I noticed that too. I noticed that. Big letters. Pepperoni. It was called that. the pepperoni. The pepperoni. <laughs> Uh, not just any pepperoni, the pepperoni. Um, uh, so they found her on Thanksgiving Day. That oh, sucks. That's rough. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, this was another one. This was uh, Lisa Ann Aim, also seventeen. Disappeared twenty-five miles south of uh, where the first woman. Uh, she was leaving a cafe at that time. She was also found naked. Yes. Well, this yeah. And then he, November 8th, he approached an eight-year-old on a telephone, a telephone operator, Carol DeRoche, at a fashion place in the mall. This girl gets away, right? This is the girl that gets away. Yeah, that was like super lucky for her. Yeah, because she she approached her and said, hey, your car, you know, someone broke into your car, Uh, I'm a cop, and we need you to identify if anything has been stolen from your car. (laughs) So she gets to her car, the car doesn't look like someone broke into it. I mean, that was like the first thing. Smells the bourbon. Uh, uh, Smells the alcohol on this guy. He flashes a badge. Well, she asked for an ID. Yes, yeah. She asked for an ID, which is smart, and... He flashed a badge. He was ready. Mm-hmm. He was ready for that. Mm-hmm. You know, like, who thinks of that, right? This fucker does. So he flashes the badge, says, hey, let's go to my car. What makes <laughs> you think he's done that approach before? He's probably, he's probably like, he worked that. on it yeah. and then tweaked it. You know? Tweaked it, tweaked it, tweaked it. Well, I mean, he went from... He, he's, he's a con man. Right. Honest to God, because he was using a cast to lure women mm-hmm. in to... Mm-hmm. 
Not really. confidence. He likes psychology. Like he's appealing to people's like trust. Trust. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, exactly. Oh, I need help. What's the other next level of trust? A, an officer. Yeah, because you're officer. not gonna doubt a cop. Right. And so you know, here she is, and she then assumes like, oh, maybe he's like an undercover cop, you know, because that's a thing. And <laughs> so then she gets on the vehicle. We're gonna take you to the police station, and then we want you to press charges on this guy, right? So then, but. The guy takes her to like a school Protection. parking lot, yeah. Where she then gets away, runs off. He chases her, but not not after uh, handcuffing. Handcuffing her one one hand. She couldn't get the he couldn't get the other he hand. Get the other hand, and she just takes off running. Right. Four hours later, he picks up a girl leaving uh, high school. Mm-hmm. Right, I think she was a seventeen year old. And so he picks up this girl, takes her. That's Deborah Jean Kent. Deborah Jean Kent, seventeen-year-old student for uh, Viewmont, takes her instead, kills her, dumps her body, naked. They find a key. That key matched the handcuffs of uh, the other girl from the mall. So they were like, "Okay, it's the same guy." Yeah. And then boom! All right, so like he was frustrated he didn't get the first one, so right. he went right so after he went, another one. Exactly, he went to find another one. He he starts doing his thing again. Again, his like his pattern of like, you know, this like, girl every every month type of thing, trying to satisfy this uh, this thing that he was trying to chase. The surge. This uh, revenge. So he keeps doing this, right? And is is it here where he gets captured? Well, the, all these were nineteen seventy four. He goes. He keeps going until seventy five. On August 16, 1975, Ted Bundy was arrested. Granger, a Salt Lake City suburb. And is this the time? Because he escapes, right? Yeah, and then he does kill while he's out. So he he escapes, gets captured, then he escapes again. And then he goes down to Florida, breaks in, into a sorority, attacks four girls. Some people say it was within, like... 15 minutes to like an hour. But the the thing is that they they left their back door open. It was completely unlocked. Yeah. So he just... He's walked right in. Yep. I mean, still bringing it in. So he walks in, kills two girls, leaves two girls injured, and one of them, you said she was blind? Well, she was bludgeoned so badly that she went blind. She She has inner ear problems, so she has trouble standing or walking because she'll just tip over. She does... No sense of balance. Right. But, yeah, dude. He bludgeoned her with a post. A, a post? I think so. What is that? A post? Like what? Something like from the bed, I think. Yeah. Oh, like, like okay. broke off the bed post. Like and right yeah. So that, that's pretty rough. And then he attacks the other girl. Like she couldn't also stand up, right? Or something like that? Well, they were all asleep. Uh, there were five victims. Margaret Bowman, 21. Lisa Levy, 20. Uh, Karen Chandler, 21, Kathy Kleiner, 21, and Cheryl Thomas. So, uh, Margaret was bludgeoned and then strangled while she slept. And the thing is that these rooms are not too far apart from each other. I was going to say, aren't they like across? So, he's doing this. While the other ones are there. He's literally like on a rampage. Yeah. Yeah. This is going from room to room to room to room. Uh, Lisa Levy was bludgeoned, strangled, and sexually assaulted. As she slept, um, Karen Chandler bludgeoned that she slept. She survived. 
Uh, Kathy Kleiner bludgeoned also survived. Uh, Cheryl Thomas bludgeoned. And she also survived. So we had three survivors, two deaths from the Florida. Yeah. It's damn, dude. I I mean, you would think that living in a house with the people you, you tend to hear everything doesn't matter that might be why he was bludgeoning them yeah bludgeoning them like right off the bat yeah and then he came back and then assaulted assaulted them even even more um cause it's like he probably went around and like bludgeoned them and then went back and was like okay I want that one and that one <laughs> you know what I mean cause it's how, cause otherwise like somebody's gonna wake up yeah exactly he was in Chicago yeah, he, I think, from uh, Utah, when he escaped from the courthouse, because he jumped out a window. Is that, so then he, didn't he get hurt, and then they found him again? Yeah, he hurt his then ankle, he, he wasn't wearing he any was shoes. He was being his own lawyer, uh, right? okay, okay. Yeah. So is that the same time when they found him on, outside the, the prison, with like an escape bag and shit, <laughs> like ready to leave? <laughs> he was well, just was, out there? There was... The first escape, it's because he was able to represent himself in right. the court, right? Yeah. So that when he escaped from, like, a library window, he was like, oh, I have to go research my case. Yeah, I'm going to go research. Right, And right, right. he was allowed to be, like, uh, unshackled, basically. Right, because so he was going to be his own lawyer. Some he, shelf was blocking their view of him, and so he went out the window. I yeah. think that's when he sprained the... Ankle. He sprained his right ankle. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, he was still a fugitive for yeah, a while. Fugitive. And then, but isn't that when he killed more? Yeah, he was out for a week. He was out for a week? About six days, yeah, I think. So, I think he killed one and injured, like, four others. Yeah. Well, that was a mistake. Yeah, it's a real Big mistake. Um, And so then we have... So then in January 15th, 1978, that's when he goes into the sorority, Chai Omega, and then commits that crime there. Then in February 8th, Bundy drove 150 miles to Jacksonville, a uh, stolen uh, FSU van from the parking lot. Because that's a uh, Florida State University, right? Mm-hmm. And so he stole that. Jackson Police Department chief detectives identified himself as Richard Burton. So when they uh, approached him, because he had uh, approached 14-year-old Leslie Parmenter. With the daughter of the chief, another one. Jesus, he's just really good at it. <laughs> he, so he then approached the, her, right? And um, I guess he, but he retreated when the parmenter, the older brother, arrived, who challenged him, I guess. And then he backed off and then took off. He then went westward to Lake City. And at Lake City in the junior high school, uh, which is the following day, he then approached a 12-year-old, Kimberly Dane Leach, uh, which was who was summoned to her homeroom by a teacher to retrieve a forgotten purse. She never returned. Seven weeks later, after the intensive search, her partially mummified remains were found by a in a pig farrowing shed 35 miles away yeah Jesus so he went on, I mean he continued on he then stole the car on February 12 drove to Tallahassee to Florida the Florida Panhandle three days later around 1 a.m. 
He was stopped by Pensacola police, David Lee, uh, near uh, the Alabama state line after uh, once and warrants checked out showed the Volkswagen Beetle as stolen. What the fuck? You went for another Volkswagen? I know, right? <laughs> The uh, Bundy then kicked Lee's legs out from under him and took off running. Lee fired a warning shot, followed by a second, gave chase, tackled him. The two struggled over Lee's gun before the officer finally seduced and arrested Bundy. Fuck yeah. And the stolen vehicle <laughs> where the, the... Yeah. Or sub, subdued. My bad. <laughs> okay, how did he do that? <laughs> he, <laughs> no, he subdued him. You sure got a pretty mouth. Oh, God, what's going on? So in the stolen vehicle... Hey, that'll catch you on guard. <laughs> <laughs> Come here, pretty boy. Um, so then they found three sets of IDs belonging to uh, some female students of F- FSU. And 21. 21 credit cards stolen. Dang. Television set. Here <laughs> is TV. Also found a pair of dark uh, rim non-prescription glasses and a pair of plaid slacks. So uh, I, mean, if, I think if it, if it wasn't for the IDs, he might have gotten away. You think? Yeah. Yeah. Because so, that even. Yeah. Because that that automatically linked him to the crime in Florida. Yeah, it sure did. And so, ultimately, he is given a couple of years, and then, you know, death. He's given death row, right? Like Pretty death row. Yeah. Or something like that. And, uh, you know, I mean, he tried to get away, but, I mean, obviously he wasn't going to go very far. But... He got too greedy with got, everything. Yes. Like, but, I mean, the, uh, I mean, obviously, he just wasn't... He wasn't gonna get away. Like it's just right. a matter of yeah. time before you know you you're gonna get caught, and so you know he's given a death sentence, and so you know and a couple years later he's like electrocuted, right? Uh, but not before recording his confession. Uh, yeah, and which would hear on the Netflix special. I, I find it interesting that he they they sort of tricked him into confessing because. They play to his pseudo intelligence. They're yes. like, you know, I believe you. You're not the killer, but but if you were, like, how do you? How would you catch him? Like, what do you think he did? Methodic, yeah. And he started talking in the third person and confessing to all these. As a third person, like, oh yeah, I think he would have done this. This is what he would have done. Yeah, and he started confessing to things that they didn't even know about. Yes. Like, he was really proud of what he had done and yeah. how he had done it. And yeah. he was so proud that he started talking about things that like they didn't... Like, humble humble bragging yes. about it. Very humble bragging. Slash confess. About killing... So he's, I'm going to die anyways. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. So, at this point, yeah, he it was just... It was a mess. But it was just one of those things where, like, this guy... He really went balls deep and and methodically thinking how how to lure victims and how to change it and how to move you know how to become this person how to blend in and it goes back to like even during trials people didn't think that there was no way that this clean cut guy did all these things like he looked he like a politician school. you yeah. know what I mean like a lot of people say yeah he looked like a potential politician like he. You know, he looked like he could have been something else rather than being this crazy serial killer. 
Well, didn't the, one of the judges say something like uh, to the effect of, it's a shame that we had to meet in these circumstances. I think like you would have been a fine lawyer. Yeah. Great. <laughs> so what, what the, the fuck? fuck? <laughs> <laughs> you play a really good lawyer. <laughs> good job, son. I guess he did an okay job representing himself, but, you know. So I mean, ultimately, ultimately, it was a lot to defend. There was a lot of proof. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot uh, stacked against him. I mean, his girlfriend that he had uh, kind of suspected... Oh, yeah, she gave that. She gave tip, that, right? that 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 uh, that tip that hey, I think uh, you know this guy I'm dating might be a serial killer. He might be the one you're looking for because he said he was gonna go do this thing, but you he know that he would follow women at night and yeah. these he would follow these sorority girls or follow these women and you know kind of left at that. And so yeah, well, she I mean, found that's like a bag of women's. Under yes, or? and a knife under the uh, the driver's yeah. seat. Uh, I mean, that, that's normal, right? I, I, know. <laughs> I mean, a, a knife maybe, but not like combined with what, like what? men and women's. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm at the knife. So, like, my thing is like a lot of people were like, "Oh, he's this handsome, charming guy." I still don't oh, see the yeah. handsome. Still don't see the handsome. Um, I don't know what's going on with these women, but it's like, like Richard Ramirez. He had like a cult following behind him. Dude, yes. What but is I mean, up with people like cult following killers? I, I don't like, know, do you but like this die? is like this is so weird and, and kind of bizarre to me. Like it's almost like these women would see him at like a dating game kind of a thing, where <laughs> behind door number two we have Ted. Ted, please tell us about you. I'm a serial and, killer. You know, I like to take women. You know. Uh, special dates and I have a sling on so they might have to help me load something to my car. Like, can we come on? <laughs> oh, <laughs> he needs help. <laughs> he needs help. Oh, maybe it's that like, day. whole thing where like, you're like, oh, I can change him. Yes. Oh, maybe, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah you're right. Like, he'll being a serial killer for me and like, no, no, he's like, damaged. I can, I can fix him. I can fix it's him. No, bitch, you can't fix that shit. Get away from me. <laughs> you can't fix that. You can't fix something broken, <laughs> especially that broken. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, uh, apparently, he took advantage of some obscure Florida law, which... Oh, the whole... The whole marriage proposal thing. Oh. Because she was under oath. So, if she answered a question, she technically accepted his proposal. Mm-hmm. So, he did know the law. It's, I mean, sort of, because... He studied. <laughs> I think he was also doing it to, to make him... Because this was right before they, the jury went to like discuss the trial. So like, oh, I mean, he can't be a serial killer. He if... just proposed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so he's, he's right. using people's emotions against them. Oh yeah. Like he, to, to benefit to himself. Yeah. He, he knew how to do it. He knew how to work the the people. But... Well, and the girl also. I mean, at the time, she thought <laughs> yes. she believed in him that he was innocent. Oh, yes, I mean, he hadn't confessed to anything at that point. Yeah. He was still yes. maintaining that he didn't do anything. But after he confessed, it all went to shit. And and she, she was like, like oh. yeah, no. I'm but bad. by then, she was already like. Well, she was the one who was pregnant, right? She yeah, she had a daughter. Kid. Yeah. Rose? Rose, right? Rose Bundy. Oh. She even took the last name. Mm-hmm. Girl. Can we, girl, you gotta go change that girl. Go do that now. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's... It sucks, but he was... He was he was up there. Did you the guys crazies. see that thing where he saved a little kid, though? He did what again? <laughs> so, I, I think he just hated women, because there was this three-year-old boy who wandered away from his parents and fell into Seattle's Green Lake and apparently he jumped into the water and rescued the kid. 
1970. Before he went out crazy. What if he threw the kid in? <laughs> I need to look really oh, good. Shit. Let me go get him. <laughs> let, me be, let me be a local hero. You know what I mean? Uh, I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? Uh, I think I still think he started off really young, and my theory is that he started off young. He killed a whole lot more people than the thirty plus women, most likely. And we will probably never know. Um, there's also been like cases where there was people going missing around his neighborhood. So you know, I think he has something to do with it. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I agree with that. Uh huh. Closing thoughts. Anybody has closing thoughts? Psychopath. Crazy Numb Nuts, yes. Continue. I, I think uh, charisma can take you a long way. <laughs> That's your take from all That's this? Yeah, I mean... Charisma takes you far. Confidence. But you're not wrong. Confidence is all you really need in this life, even though... Yes. Fake Lots of confidence. Fake it. Fake it. He is don't the definition do it. Please of fake it, it you make it, I guess. Um, he has a definition for serial killers to fake I, I think some people need a reality check every once oh, in a yeah, while. Oh, yeah, of course. That it's not... Often in games, that because he had delusions are not of, what they seem. He had delusions of grandeur. He did have delusions of grandeur. He did talk himself up a he lot. He was very narcissistic. And people need to learn how to deal with rejection. And people That's do true. need to deal like and figure that out. <laughs> people should go to therapy once in a while. Talk to someone. Talk to somebody. Talk, talk, talk to somebody. And if someone's trying to talk to you, just just, just listen. Let, just let it out. Just let it all out. Um, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. And again, share and like. Share with your friends. And our Patreon page is up. So is our website. Go and visit. You know, see what, uh, what we got to send us in this morning now. We could Hi. use it. We got a PayPal account also linked on to our Instagram and our Twitter page. And uh, hopefully you stay tuned to the next episode. And we'll see you on the next one. There's a Super Bowl thing, right? Something right now. I don't know. Sports. Sports, sports, sports. Anyways, Go sports. <laughs> later. <laughs> Bye.